and the book Option B that Sheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant wrote um, when Sheryl's husband died unexpectedly and she's left with young kids. One of the things that they bring out is they call it the, the three P's. And those are things that really steal our hope. And um, that's personalizing things, feeling like they're pervasive and that they're perpetual. And so how about when somebody loses it or they're unfair, not taking it personally and realizing this may not be my issue and it may not, it feels personal and it seems like it's directed at me, but there may be layers underneath that that have nothing to do with me. And this is their issue. And then secondly, not pervasive. In other words, it's easy to feel sometimes like my life is a mess, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of these dark negative thoughts. But the fact is all of us have something to be grateful for. And I can be grateful that I have a house to shelter in, that we still have jobs at this point, that this is not an abusive home that I'm having to shelter in, that in fact, everybody really loves each other. We can always think of something to be grateful for. After we've been honest with God and whomever we need to about the things that are bothering us. So it's not bad in every area of your life and it's not perpetual. Yeah, we don't know how this is going to end. When we come out of our houses, we don't know what the economy is going to be like. We don't know how many people will get COVID-19. We don't know if this is the beginning of the end or if this is just another thing about being on planet Earth where there's sin. Um, there's a lot of unknowns right now and a lot of things that we can't control and really could never control but thought that things would go on. But here's the thing. Even if things get worse, for me, the worst case scenario is they get worse and it isn't the end and Jesus doesn't come right away. So there's my fear. Sorry for sharing it. There's a lot of things that we could be worried about, but here's what we know. Two things that give me hope. One, and Steve, Pastor Steve brought this out so beautifully this Sabbath. Jesus promised to never leave us or forsake us and that nothing can separate us from his love. So we can't picture the future without him. If we let him and we seek him and we remain with him, he'll be giving a life force, Holy Spirit, insight, refreshing, living water all the time. So he'll be with us. And the second thing is, it ends well. The story ends well. Even though there's hard things, it ends with Jesus coming and us in heaven and back on an earth made new. So even if things get worse and worse, we know it ends well. This isn't going to be forever. And let's talk again about the now about the possibilities. So we talked about some of the gifts of being all together again and some of the challenges of being all together again, uh, finding our own personal spaces, time where we can be quiet, different sleeping schedules. But I have been thinking, and I, and I talked about this a little in a prayer that I did, um, about Joel 2, 28 and 29, um, about when God will pour out his spirit on both young people and old people 
And beloved people, that isn't the scripture that I wanted. I can't think of where it is right now. I think it might be in Malachi. Yeah, thank you. It is Malachi 4, 5 and 6. Lo, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents so that I will not come and strike the land with a curse. What if this time is part of the fulfillment of that prophecy? This time when we are sheltering together and we have the possibilities of repairing broken relationships and of showing love and deeper and more completely accepting ways. What if this is a gift as well as a challenge? Let's think for a second about the possibilities. So one of the things I've been asking myself and my family is what memories do you want to make during this time? When you look back on this time, what do you want to be saying to yourself? You want to be saying to your former self, good job. You really kept the main things, the main things. You guys have memories you would never have made and you stuck in there. And even when it was hard, you didn't believe that it would always be that way and that it was personal and it was going to be pervasive and per perpetual. When you look back on this time, what will you be glad that you did with your family? One thing that I'm finding is in different ways, sometimes I just ask outright, how can I support you today? Just going around to each of them saying, is there anything you'd like to do with me today? If we had 15 minutes together, you want to take a walk? Um, I'd love to learn about data analysis because I know this much about it and you're so bright in it. Teach me something. Or what are you learning in communications class? Or um, are y'all want to do some art together? Trying to find out what they're interested in and just be part of it and let them set the agenda. And then another thing is um, just being available sometimes to listen, just being around. Sometimes watching some movies that I would rather not watch, they're not horrible, they're not my kind of movie because it opens up conversations. What kind of memories do you want to make and what is most important? For me, it's the relationship, that it would be strong and good, that they would know I'm on their side and that I could be someone safe for them to come to when they have questions or concerns. So may God bless you as you are sheltering at home. And um, I pray that this time will be a gift, that God will help you meet the challenges and that you will be really pleased that you rose to the challenges and you let God give you insight into the possibilities and that when you look back on this time you'll be glad how you spent it with your imperfect and wonderful family. I miss seeing you guys faces.
Have a good day. Bye-bye.